Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Well, welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is Steve Olds. It's my privilege to host this program from our studios in South Florida. I'd also like to welcome our listeners from the iHeart Radio Network, as well as those who are downloading our weekly Patriot podcasts. Thanks for being with us. Over recent weeks, we have focused on a leadership series, and that leadership series has spanned the entire spectrum from personal leadership to servant leadership, to business leadership. Lots of different ways to look at leadership. And in effect, we have looked at different frames of reference the entire time, many of which are developed from the time we're very young people. And throughout the course of our educational process, our advanced schooling if we go to college, or trade schools, or perhaps if we go into the service, and many times our experiences are shaped by those who are our early employers. All of these experiences build a frame of reference that can also be called a paradigm. A paradigm is how you look at things. It's a it's a way of seeing the world, if you will. Matter of fact, over the years, there have been a number of great books written about paradigms. I remember in the early 90s, I was taking a, a course And one of the books featured was by a gentleman by the name of Joel Barker, and he is an expert in paradigms of all sorts, specifically business and governmental paradigms, how the people look at different elements of the way big operations work. Well, I want to begin to explore a paradigm that we have to evaluate, and that paradigm has to do with with the work that we do. And how we solve problems. Right now, there are a number of different ways we can look at those things here in America. It's easy to see the challenges because we hear about them every day. All you have to do is look at the Drudge Report or read your favorite news source, and you'll begin to see a whole litany of challenges that we're facing. Minor details like 94 million people out of the workforce. That's just a staggering number. How does that happen? Well, furthermore, we have discussions about immigration. That's a big hot topic. We have all manner of political perspectives right now. And at the essence of those political perspectives is the way that people see things. Every politician who is making an argument for your vote and your support and your contribution is going to attempt to connect with you in a way that invites you to see the world through their eyes. And if you agree with them, that is, if you share the same frame of reference or if your paradigms are similar, then they've found a kindred spirit. And you may choose to vote for them. You may choose to send them a check. You may choose to go out and campaign for them. But let's look at this at a deeper level. If we're going to solve the problems that America has, and if we're going to rebuild America... If we're going 
to increase our efforts dedicated to making America strong again, what have we talked about that are the central elements of getting that done? We talk about strengthening the economy. We talk about bringing people together, uniting people, and rekindling national pride. Well, if we start with the idea of strengthening the economy, most people think of that as some massive task that is certainly beyond your average American citizen. Well, first of all, I don't buy the fact there are average Americans. That's a paradigm in and of itself. Have you heard politicians talk about, you know, your Joe Average? I personally don't want to be considered Joe Average. And, and furthermore, who are you to determine whether I'm average or not? That's up to me, what I do. I can choose to be average if I like. I can also change that at a moment's notice with a simple decision. So we'll save that discussion for another day. But if we're going to strengthen the economy, one of the things that we have to really look at is the paradigm of work. That is, what is it that drives an economy? It's productivity. It's value creation. The fundamentals of conducting business are producing a product or service that has value in the marketplace. How do we determine if it has value in the marketplace? Because somebody's willing to pay for it. And furthermore, just because they've paid for it doesn't mean it has sufficient value. Because if it doesn't create enough cash to cover the costs of producing that good or service and create a profit that allows the business to continue to operate after paying its taxes and paying its expenses, then there is insufficient value created in the marketplace. So there's all sorts of different ways to look at this. But I want to focus on how we look at the actual value of work. What's the paradigm that people have about working in the United States? There was a book by a gentleman that is the president of the American Enterprise Institute, a guy by the name of Arthur Brooks. And in a recent publication called The Conservative Heart, he talks about the two paradigms of work in this nation. There are some people that view work as a punishment, and you hear it referred to in contexts many times of minimum wage jobs. I've got a dead-end job that only pays me minimum wage, and it's not enough. And furthermore, it's actually degrading and demeaning to have to go do one of those jobs. Now, that is a perspective on that type of work. That is a paradigm about work, and you may agree with it or disagree with it. That's not the point. But let's look at an alternative paradigm of work, and that is that work is a blessing. And Dr. Brooks talks about the impact of looking at work as a blessing. He describes a project that was done in New York City, and it's actually ongoing, that has helped prisoners who've come out of jail who typically have a high recidivism rate, that means they go back to jail because they don't really become productive members of society, but moving into a program that actually creates a paradigm of working as a blessing. So rather than working as a drug dealer, working and doing something that's productive and creating personal capital, that is their own cash, that they can use to live their lives. And there's an entire program that's been built that's put 22,500 prisoners into productive work, all because they changed the way they look at it. 
So if we're going to begin to look at America's economic challenges and in the context of making America strong again, we're focused on strengthening the economy and bringing people together so that we can rekindle national pride. What if we changed the way people looked at work? What if we changed the way people who are currently employed or people who have retired or people who are in a transition of some sort begin to look at the value they have to bring to the marketplace? Many people have never been told that what they know how to do is valuable. As a matter of fact, there are many business owners who would prefer their employees not be developed to the point of leaving them to go do something else. A lot of people are interested in keeping people just engaged, doing what they know how to do. Don't give them too much. Don't pay them more than they should. Obviously, there's a business case for paying people appropriately. But when it comes to developing people, the question is, what type of business leader are you? Are you a leader who simply looks out for himself, somebody that only cares what's in it for me? Or we're going to go back to another paradigm. Are you a servant leader? If you're a servant leader and you have an interest in serving the people that are in your employ and you want what's best for them and you see the world through an abundant point of view, now you've got a choice. Because if you sow into the lives of the people who work for you and you challenge them to grow and develop, there is a distinct possibility they will grow out of the particular role that you hired them for. Now, they may grow into another role in your company, or perhaps they're going to go on to another activity, another business, or another company, or perhaps they may start their own business. And it's your perspective on that activity that will determine in many cases, how they view the work that they do. So when you begin to recognize that we have all these filters that we're continuously evaluating activity in the marketplace and activity in our work and activity in our job and activity in our life, we begin to look at things a little differently, especially when you recognize it. So let's think about this. If we're going to solve some problems... If we're going to solve problems in America, namely the economy, and we go through the traditional paradigm that the folks in Washington go through, which is namely what? How do we solve problems? Uh, We need some cash. And we throw money at stuff, and we keep throwing money at stuff, and maybe we solve the problem, maybe we don't, but whenever there's a problem, we need more money. Well, we're $18 trillion in the hole right now. We're running out of cash. We don't have any cash anyway. We're just printing it. So how do you solve the problem when you run out of money? And right now, the interest rates are basically non-existent. The challenge of solving problems when you're running out of money mount exponentially. So when we come back from the break, we're going to begin to drill down and look at how do we solve problems when we're out of cash? We have to look at things differently. We have to look at the capital we have differently. And if you think about the idea of work... If we were to change the paradigm of a small percentage of our population, 
a small percentage of the people right now who are frustrated in their current work scenario, or perhaps their unemployed scenario, or perhaps they're one of the 94 million. If we change their paradigm and they see that they have value in the marketplace and they have a way to be productive in the marketplace, and they can work with a small group of people who can leverage for them in their best interest and serve them a way to generate value, we can change the paradigm of work, and we can change the economy of the United States. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, Get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over a thousand websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At Surf Pro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for being with us today. We're talking about solving America's economic challenges. <laughs> How's that for a for a small topic in a 30-minute show? We've also had a discussion about paradigms, how we see things. And we have discussed over the weeks that if we see things from the viewpoint of being a servant leader, and today if we see the value of work as a blessing, not as a curse, now we can begin to look at the challenges we have through a different lens. The challenge of running out of money when you can't tap into it to solve a problem, that creates a challenge in some people's eyes. In others, it creates an opportunity. 
So we're going to talk about how do we create an opportunity with the problem that America has today. And let's just look at the problem of unemployment. If we're going to solve that part of the economic equation, we have to look at things differently. We have to shift our paradigm. Suppose we want to create a winning proposition from the viewpoint of a servant leader. I want you to win. I want the small business that can't hire somebody win. And I want to have somebody that doesn't have a job win. So how do we do that? Well, first thing we have to do is understand that every person in America has value. That in and of itself is a paradigm shift for, for some. You have value. You have ideas. And many of those ideas, if they are properly nurtured and developed, have value in the marketplace. Right now, they may be very, very tiny in your experience. You may not even believe you have anything of value to offer. But what you do have, everybody who is able-bodied, even mentally able to work. Some people are physically limited, but they are mentally strong. You have the capability to apply yourself in a small group to help solve a problem. Everybody's done that, if you think about it. So what if we were able to bring a small business owner together with somebody that is interested in solving their problem? Somebody that's interested in consulting that small business owner and focusing on a solution. And what if each one of the three players in that group, the small business owner, the consultant, and the person helping the consultant who's currently looking for work, what if they came together and created a result that made a difference both in their lives and in the community. In other words, it's not just about helping the small business person. It's also about helping that consultant or helping that person that has the intellectual property and capability to become a consultant to help solve problems for other people but may not have the confidence to do it just yet. You pull that person together with a young person who is not able to get a job after coming out of school what happens if we put those three together and focus on solving a problem? Imagine now that small business owner who is unable to go hire a consulting team to fix a challenge in the business. Well, what if that small business owner could look at a subset of that big picture challenge, a little piece of the puzzle that, that they just cannot solve because primarily they don't have the time. They're running wide open. They don't have a lot of extra minutes in the day to focus on things that just require a little bit of time and thinking, but also some attention. What if that small business owner could team up with that person interested in learning how to consult and somebody that was learning to work with each other and work on a problem together because they knew that it would benefit each one of them to help solve that problem for the small business owner? It is a creative way to look at a challenge that we have. Normally, the challenge is you got to write big checks. Well, in this particular case, in the right environment, every one of those individuals gets a win. Let's say, for example, they work on a project for the course of 90 days. They come together, they focus, they do some work, 
they create a result that helps that small business owner. What's happened to the person who was doing the consulting in that process? They figured out what the problem was. They identified a particular element that needed some attention. They helped task the individual who was learning, the apprentice, if you will. They came up with some alternatives, got an opportunity to meet with the small business owner, review those alternatives, make some recommendations, and over the course of that 90-day period, they can see that they were able to produce a result. One of the other things they were able to see is that they could measure that result. Something we call metrics, which is how do we measure the impact that we have in the community? How do we measure the impact we have in a business or on a problem? In this particular case, they said, here's the problem. Here's the time that it's going to take. Here's the effort that we're going to put into it over the course of 90 days. And they could measure the impact that they had. Now, for the small business owner who was just able to address a challenge that she had in her company, what is that impact? That's big. For the person interested in becoming a consultant, what did they experience? They got to experience the fact that they knew more than they thought they did. They could help produce a result that has value. They learned how to interface with a a small business owner and somebody working for them in an apprentice role. They were able to manage a project. They were able to produce a result. That development work of their intellectual property, the teamwork of working together with those other people and the impact on small business has its own small business impact. In other words, that individual can now pursue another consulting engagement, continue to grow his skills, continue to grow the impact he can have on the marketplace. What about that young apprentice? What about that individual who said, I'll be willing to work, I'll I'll go to work. I'll help. Imagine the learning, the practical experience of watching somebody develop their their idea to serve another. And collectively, the three of them have a little, Rudy calls it a battle rhythm. We work together. We figure out how to get stuff done. We figure out how to solve problems when there's not a big pot of cash. We figure it out. The value of figuring those things out in a group of three has enormous potential. Because when you think about the impact of solving a problem, we've just talked about one small business, one person interesting in becoming a consultant, and one young person interested in learning some life skills and applying them and creating a result in the marketplace. How many groups of three could we build across the country? How many 90-day segments and groups of three could we apply to begin to make a difference in the economy in your local community. What if there were a dozen groups working on little micro problems just for 12 companies in a community? And over the course of the next 90 days, 12 companies in the community began to solve problems that they didn't have time to figure out. That means there's going to be impact in 12 businesses, an impact for the employees in 12 businesses, an impact for the customers of those 12 businesses. There's also going to be impact for that new fledgling consultant and that apprentice. And what if that team of three begins to work on another project and another project and another project? Over the course of a year, we've now 12 teams, four projects each. It's 48. 48 projects that have improved the local economy because we've improved 
the impact of that small business. We've improved a lot of lives. Now imagine that same activity happens across the nation. Now you have a paradigm shift that focuses on continuous improvement in those communities, has a national impact on the economy, bringing people together in those small groups, and rekindling national pride. That, my friends, is making America strong again. Thanks for being with us today. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 